When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So the big news today was the Federal Reserve meeting, the Fed deciding to hike interest rates once again. And and of course, the markets reacted to that in a variety of different ways. And and that probably warrants a video in and of itself for me to kind of talk about the, the Fed policy and kind of where I see it going and kind of some of the hazards with with their current path. But this video today, I want to kind of dedicate to precious metals, specifically silver. Silver, you know, as I speak and following this Fed meeting in which, you know, again, they tightened monetary policy and yet silver ended up rising on the day. And that's kind of been the norm the last couple of times we've seen silver and gold do well, even though in theory, hiking interest rates should be a, a strong dollar type of, of move. Anyways, as I speak, silver is kind of sitting at a key level of right around 17 and that's kind of a key level because, you know, dating back to, oh, I'd say February of this year, silver has been held in a very tight trading range, right between $17 and $16. I mean, it, it, it briefly broke $17 in, oh gosh, probably April now, uh, but but it quickly shot back lower again and then, you know, range bound, not a whole lot of action, you know, lots of ups and downs, but still trading in that range. And yet today it's at $17. Now, of course, it, it could shoot lower again. And it, the other thing that I know some of you guys are thinking right now is, come on, come on, Matt, this is $17. I mean, you're right. We, we, we're only, what, like two years-ish removed from, from 20 plus dollar silver. That was, I think, the late summer of 2016. After the Brexit vote, we had 20 plus dollar silver. Um, we're, we're, it's not that much higher than the, the, the lows kind of in the winter of 2016, early 2016, late 2015, when when silver was below $14, and and you know we're only seven years removed, roughly, from you know the highs in 2011 when it was right around $50. Okay, so so why am I getting excited about $17? I mean, first of all, I think I think if silver can can maintain this, you know, and and it can consistently close above $17, I think that that's that's a big deal. I mean, it's seems small but but you know when when any asset kind of gets stuck in a tight trading range it sometimes can take a while to kind of knock it free of that but honestly what i'm really excited about here is not necessarily that silver is is topping 17 dollars or, or trading or you know closing at 17 dollars and and that price action in and of itself i think i'm mostly i guess excited about what silver hasn't been doing over the last couple of months Okay, because, you know, one of the big determinants of the price of silver and gold, of course, is the U.S. dollar. I'm, everything I'm talking about here is in U.S. dollar terms. Now, obviously, some of this won't apply to you, especially if you're in a country with, you know, like an emerging market currency. You know, if, if you live in India or, or, or Brazil or Argentina or Turkey or South Africa or Russia, some of these statements I'm making might not totally apply because maybe your currency hasn't been doing as well. But over the last couple of months, the dollar has done pretty well. You know, in the first half of 2018, the dollar has done fairly well. The, the DXY, kind of the index that I generally use, generally quote, is is in the 93 range. But, but you know, just as a reminder, it, you know, earlier this year, it was, you know, 
closer to around 90. And so it's had a couple good months and yet silver has still kind of maintained this range. And so kind of what this tells me is that, you know, maybe there is actually some underlying strength in the silver market that is partially being masked by a relatively strong dollar. Uh, of course, you know, relative, it, we are talking in relative terms. We're talking about one really poor fiat currency compared to a, an even worse off uh, basket of fiat currencies. But anyways, I mean, silver being at $17 with with the dollar having risen, I mean, I, I'm not going to say the dollar is not going to rise anymore over the next couple of months. It, it could, you know, as as, you know, some emerging markets and, and, and they kind of continue to deal with their dollar shortage. And and, you know, if the euro continues to weaken and, 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 and um, you know, if we have a uh, you know, the Fed continue on this policy of, of quantitative tightening and raising interest rates, it could continue to rise somewhat. But but something I do know is that ultimately it, it most likely will come down when the Fed begins to to um, kind of uh, reverse their current policy and, 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 and our economy starts to, to really dip into a, a recession, even according to the official government numbers, okay? And so when that happens, you know, it's silver's maintaining $17 and, and, and the DXY is in the 93 range. What happens when that DXY drops to 90 or 85 or 80 or even into the 70s or 60s? I mean, it's, it sounds crazy where it is today, but it's I think it's very... Uh, possible and so, what does that mean for for silver? What type of a of a fire is that going to set uh, under you know the the silver market and and help kind of float these prices higher? You know, the the other thing I've kind of been paying attention to is the gold to silver ratio, okay? And and you know, for a long time there, I, I was talking about how this gold to silver ratio was incredibly high and and you know i more or less basically said i don't see it going any higher right um that that was you know earlier this year when it was it was over 80 to 1 in fact at one point i think it got close to uh 80 it almost got to 82 i think the high that kitco has is 81.82 to 1 okay that means 80 roughly 80 almost 82 ounces of silver you know equaling the price of of one ounce of gold Okay, it's it's a ridiculous and, and it's still ridiculously high, but it's been creeping down, right? It's around, you know, it's in the seventy six range right now, which is the lowest that it's been in, you know, quite a while. I mean, the last time it was this low would probably be in in two thousand seventeen, and so I definitely see that as encouraging as well. You know, when when silver and gold do eventually go up again. I do believe they will. And I believe that it's going to be something that happens in both the silver and gold market. You know, I think silver is going to see a much, much greater rally than gold. And I'm not, I'm not bashing gold or anything like that. I'm just saying that, that I see it heading much, much higher. And, and, um, you know, even just this, this small, I guess, strength relative to gold is, is encouraging, you know, and, and this could, this could all be meaningless, right? Silver could be back to 16 tomorrow. And, and, and the ratio could be back to, you know, 80 to one. But um, I don't know. I, I, I you know, we're, we're getting closer and closer to 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 a real paradigm shift, I think, in, in our economy, in our system. Um, and, and, you know, I think the, you know, going back to the beginning of this video, the Fed hiking interest rates today by another quarter, quarter percentage point. I think it just brings us closer to that eventual shift. Right. Um, they're, they're tightening the news around the U.S. economy. Uh, one of the crazy things I saw is that after their March, um, after their March hike, the, when the Fed raised interest rates by a quarter percentage point, uh, financial conditions in the U.S. actually loosened up after that. And and, you know, part of that might have been because, you know, prior to that, you know, in February, February is a very tumultuous month this year. 
I, the, the stock markets experienced a lot of volatility. And so maybe, maybe, you know, uh, the, the hike by the fed signal to, to, um, lenders that, Hey, things are fine and we're not worried about it. Neither should you be, uh, you, you shouldn't be worried about this either. Um, but, but they should be right. Um, r- really since the fed started hiking interest rates back in 2015 and certainly in, at the end of 2016, um, Throughout 2017, we saw financial conditions uh, improve, I guess, or, or, or loosen, I should say. Um, lenders were, were more likely or more willing to lend, um, even though they were tightening monetary policy. Um, the Fed is, is trying to send a strong signal here that, that everything is fine, right? They, they even you know said more or less today that we're expecting you know, roughly two, it might have been a little bit shy of two, but expect two more rate hikes this year, possibly, right? Maybe one, maybe two. Um, but I don't think that it, it is prudent for, for financial institutions, for lenders to to buy that. No, they, they're, they're not in a good position. They're in a very precarious position. Um, if, if, if they were in a good position, they'd probably be able to do something like this on autopilot, right? Um, if, if the U.S. markets were in a good position, they wouldn't be spooked and, and we wouldn't have a, uh, a significant increase in volatility as the Fed started to to kind of unwind their balance sheet, and so you know another great actually another great kind of warning sign that that is signaling, hey maybe this tightening is is not such a great idea, or hey maybe our economy can't handle this, is the yield curve. The U.S. Treasury bond yield curve um, is I, I think it, it's at its new low for this cycle right now. You know I'd actually I'd have to check the numbers, but but it continues to to um, flatten the yield curve and and. We know that that most recessions in the past have been um, preceded by a a flattening, a complete flattening, or a inversion of the yield curve. So, so that's something to watch as well. Um, the Fed is again trying to to pr- project confidence, but uh, I wouldn't buy it, right? And and ultimately, I don't think at the end of the day, silver and gold, the markets will buy it. And and so, you know, once they ultimately do do shift policy, once they say, hey, maybe we shouldn't be destroying money. Maybe we should start printing it again. And hey, maybe we shouldn't be raising rates. Maybe we should drop them to zero or, or below zero, drop them in the negative range. Um, that's going to have huge ramifications in the U.S. dollar. And I think, you know, the, the events that surround that, I mean, that, 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 that'd be a pretty crazy situation for the Fed to do it. But I, I still think such a crazy situation is fairly likely. Um, personally, uh, that's, that's going to spark a lot of demand for silver and gold as well, right? Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of people that will realize that, hey, maybe you know this 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 crazy experiment called quantitative easing and zero percent interest rate policy and 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 everything else associated with with these last ten years of just abnormal fiscal and monetary policy, maybe it hasn't worked, right? Maybe this maybe this is just a patient that has um, uh, cancer. Right. And, and, and we're giving them some morphine and, and that's helping them with their symptoms. Right. Or, or we're, we're, we're giving them medicinal marijuana or whatever. And, and Hey, they're, uh, they're, they're not as nauseous anymore, maybe. Right. Or, or, you know, if they're in chemotherapy or, or, Hey, maybe they're, um, feeling better. There's not as much pain when we give them this medication, but the medication's starting to wear off. Right. The doctors are starting to try and wean this patient off of it. And, and lo and behold, I think at the end of the day, we're going to realize this economy is still, pretty rotten to the core and 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 you know i think that's that's a 
that's a very good reason to to buy into something like precious metals because you know ultimately they're they're an asset that that have survived the the rise and fall of, of countless empires and countless economies i mean look at the the roman empire the egyptians the the um well you know all the different the kingdoms in china or or or, or um, you know, other kingdoms in the Middle East, or wherever we are talking about around the world, the British Empire, silver and gold have been there. They, they've been used as money. They've been used as a way to, to preserve wealth. They've been kind of the, the, the um, I guess, the asset of choice among kings and, and, and queens and, and, and um, emperors and whatever, and, 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 you know, these rich you know, corporate uh, businessmen and whatnot. And, and uh, Yet we have the opportunity to buy it at, at such a crazy low price. I mean, I'm talking, you know, seventeen dollars. Uh, you know, in, in some juris- jurisdictions, in some states, cities, that might be a little bit over, uh, you know, one hour worth of work with the new minimum wage laws. But but you know, on average, I'd say that's two hours of, of work at minimum wage for for an ounce of silver. That's that's insane when you compare it to past history. You know, uh, I've heard it said. You know, I think it's Chris Dwayne that would say that. Uh, uh, a tenth of an ounce of silver is equal to roughly one day's work, right? Um, maybe it's different today, maybe not. I don't know. At a different time, different different uh, ability to mine silver, but also an increased population, you know, relative to the population, silver's, uh, you know, uh, the scarcity is maybe stayed at a similar, similar level. It's hard to say, but uh, I, I don't see it <laughs> being... Um, you know, it, it being equal to roughly two hours or, or one hour of work or whatever you're doing, you know, it obviously is salary or or, or um, whatever you're getting paid. It's dependent on that, but but it's uh it's low right here in the United States, and so um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's my take on it. Don't take this as as a uh, I guess anything other than just commentary on the markets. This is hardly financial advice as as kind of laid out in some of my disclaimers. But but you know, if you can't tell, I'm I'm excited about this, right? I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm not saying. I think we'll see silver at twenty dollars by the end of the summer, or or thirty dollars, or anything crazy like that. But but you know it, it has to start somewhere, right? The rally leading up to two thousand eleven, um, or, or even leading up to two thousand eight, right? The, that kind of first leg, it had to start somewhere, right? And, and we're just talking dimes and quarters worth of of uh, rise in, in the price of silver at first. But but ultimately, you know, as as an asset gains momentum, as as you know, kind of the business cycle. Um, comes to an end and in and, and this monetary cycle monetary policy cycle indeed kind of fiat currencies in the world they come to an end um that's when you really get that momentum behind a, a physical asset like gold or in this case uh silver so i'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section as always thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and god bless